how's it going, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. And this is a portion of our book club. The book that we are reviewing is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And today we are going to be talking about chapter five, You Are Always Choosing. So I guess I would pose that question to you before we even begin. Do you really feel like that you get a chance to choose your problems or your problems in life choosing you? And that's really the theme of this chapter. There's actually, he gives quite a few examples and stories, but um, really there's one or two main points that really hit home about realizing that you are always in control and you are always choosing your emotional response to the events that are happening around you and to you in life. I know one of my teachers once said, it really isn't about the things that happen to you. It's about the It's more about the way that you handle the things and how you handle the things that happen to you in your life. The circumstances overall really don't matter, but it's your reaction to them is what really matters. And uh, Mark gives an example where he says, if you had a gun to your head and you were made to run a marathon and you had five hours to do it or else you'd be killed uh, is a totally different story than if you decided to actually choose to run a marathon, prepare for it, train for it, work towards it, have your family and friends there cheering you on at the finish line. That's a much different feeling. So he goes on to talk about in this chapter that a lot of times people become miserable in their current situations is because they feel like that they don't have a choice, that things are just always happening to them. But what gets lost is that you really do have the choice and the control over your emotional response to things. I remember when somebody once told me, nobody can make you angry. And I thought, bullshit. There's a lot of people that make me angry. Look at what they're doing. You know, I could find a lot of things to be outraged about. Or even if you take a look at our political society now, there's lots of things to be angry about um, and feeling like that, you know, people can actually make you angry. But the thing is, is really when it comes down to that moment, I have a choice to react in anger or not. And there's a lot of power in And knowing that and realizing that, that you can choose to be happy over something that maybe for most people would make them feel really upset, discouraged, or angry. He also gives a story about a man by the name of William James, who had a lot of problems and goes through a little bit of a story and this guy, William James, decided, well, maybe I'll take my life because he was just so... I don't know, beaten down by life, so many medical issues and, you know, things that have happened to him over the years. And he was getting ready to contemplate suicide. But then I guess he was reading a lecture by a philosopher, Charles Pierce. This is uh, on page 93. And then James decided to conduct a little experiment. And he decided that he was going to spend one year believing that he was 100% responsible for everything that occurred in his life, no matter what. And basically, that went on to change this guy's life, and he became very successful when he realized that he wasn't powerless to anything, that he was going to take 100% responsibility, even if it felt like it was somebody else's fault, for one whole year. And maybe this is a technique that you'd like to practice for the next week. Maybe you want to try it for a whole year. But what if you started looking at situations that are occurring at work, at home, in your relationship, and just take 100% responsibility for them and see how that begins to change things? 
On page 94, the third third and fourth paragraph down, I have highlighted. I'd like to read them to you for those of you maybe who don't have the book in hand. He says, there's a simple realization from which all personal improvement and growth emerges. This is the realization that we individually are responsible for everything in our lives, no matter what the external circumstances. The next paragraph goes on to say, we don't always control what happens to us, but we always control how we interpret what happens to us as well as how we respond. And that is definitely the key. There are going to be things that happen that are really crappy, no doubt. Um, He also has a really good quote that basically, let me find the page here. Not finding it quite at the moment, but uh, Mark says that you really, you can't get out of this life without going through some bumps and bruises. So, and that's really true. I mean, there's just going to be some really crappy things that happen in life that are not, that feel like they aren't fair. You know, death is going to happen, tragedy, trauma, Like you said, you really can't get out of this life experience packet without experiencing some bumps and bruises. But if you begin to realize that you do have control and a choice in the way in which you're going to interpret these things and then how you respond to it, that's a whole new ballgame, ladies and gentlemen. You really begin to sit in the driver's seat of life at this point when you can really begin to see life like this. And on page 95, um, second paragraph down, he says, the point is we are always choosing whether we recognize it or not. And he goes on to give a couple of other examples of even if you're choosing not to respond, that's still a choice. Um, Or if you're choosing not to consciously interpret events in your life, that's still an interpretation. So his point is whether you're choosing to react positively or negatively or ignore it, there's still a choice in the matter. I also liked on page 99, the second paragraph down, um, the statement that he makes here, which really also sums up many of the other examples that Mark goes into. Um, there's other sections of this chapter that talks about, you know, what about tragedy that happens in people's life? Um, do we really have control over the way that we react to that? He also has a section in here about genetics and the hand that you're dealt and, you know, what if you do have psychological diagnoses or, um, you know, problems in that way that are attached to genetics? Do you still have a choice in the matter? And what about, um, you know, victimhood and what happened in your childhood and the price that you pay and all of that? Is there still a choice? And he declares that you are always choosing. And I think on page 99, that second paragraph, he says, there's a difference between blaming someone else for your situation and that person's actually being responsible for your situation. Nobody else is ever responsible for your situation but you. Many people may be to blame for your unhappiness, but nobody is ever responsible for your unhappiness but you. This is because you always get to choose how you see things how you react to things, how you value things. You always get to choose the metric by which to measure your experiences. So I hope this takeaway in chapter five kind of stops you in your tracks, makes you take a look at all of the circumstances that are currently going on in your life right now. And what if you played that William James game that you decided that you were going to take 100% full responsibility for your actions, your behaviors, and your emotional responses to the circumstances that are occurring around you and happening to you. It'd be interesting to see if you see a shift 
and if you feel differently, and if you move out of, I think we've all have spent some time there in the place of feeling a victim or saying the world is happening to me, I am powerless, and moving into a greater state of power when you realize that you really are choosing your emotional response to the circumstances that happen around you. So thanks for tuning in to our book club. This is Chapter 5, You Are Always Choosing, from The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson.